Hello, my name is Farrah Voltaire. Welcome to The Butterfly Diaries, where with every episode, you become closer to unraveling the best version of yourself with fun, transparent, and dynamic conversation about life, God, and relationships. Let's go on this journey together. started i'm excited all right okay so we are back with another episode it's been a long time coming but i'm back y'all i'm back um <laughs> um so with the update if you have been following me on my instagram channel on my instagram page and on my youtube channel you would know that i've been looking for a new studio i found one y'all that's why the sound sounds so dope and it sounds so good Thank yous to Studio 17 because they are the bomb. Um, so today I am here with two of my closest, coolest friends, um, I would say. Um, and I, it's funny because I met them at, both at the same place. Um, but it's it's it doesn't matter how we met. It's a matter of, it's a, it's a matter of where we're going. So I'm excited to have both of them here with me. Um, so if you guys want to introduce yourselves, um, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> we both just looked at each other like you go first. <laughs> well, I'm Ray. That's that's all I'm gonna say for now. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> I'm Richard. I'm pretty sure y'all are familiar with that. King Rich. Hit me up on Instagram, Facebook, and wherever else you find me at. <laughs> oh well i guess i'll plug my instagram yeah, and follow me man of clout um yeah i promise that's my actual handle just go look it up you'll find it I promise. <laughs> <laughs> awesome awesome so yeah like i mentioned before i met both of these guys um working at Publix. um it's it's yeah we'll get there um <laughs> i'm pretty sure we'll have a conversation about that um, uh, but yeah i met them working there um they are some really cool guys, um, so I'm really excited to have this conversation. Um, so, how you guys been? How you guys been? <laughs> <laughs> we did it again. All right. So, I mean, I've been pretty good. Um, you know, earlier before we started, I told you like I got some really good news earlier. So, I auditioned for a scholarship for music school, and I got in. So, I'm gonna get a full ride. Oh, and I'm gonna be a music professor. Well, oh. You know, if I don't change my mind from here. Yeah, but then, that. But, oh my god. Yeah, that is awesome. I was super happy because. Um, you know, like the FAFSA, like the financial aid thing. Yeah. Um, the person who was supposed to fill it out for me, which is my mom's accountant, didn't do it at all. So oh, I was really frustrated. Wow. They weren't going to let me in school, but they really liked me. So now they're letting me in, even though class started Monday. Yeah. I'm going to start a week late, but I'm still able to get into this term, which is really good. Like they literally don't do that for anybody. So I'm really, really do blessed. You see the grace wow. of God. You see the grace of God. I do. Wow. wow. <laughs> that is dope, man. Do you see like... You know what I'm talking because we had this conversation. Uh, yeah. And I told you the 360 effect, like of how he could just take one moment and just turn the whole entire thing around. Amen. Like this. Like that's amazing. Okay, Richard, what's up with you? Oh, nothing much. Just working, trying to stay sane at that place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that, we're going to call it that, that place. place. <laughs> <laughs> trying to stay sane there, just working on myself, like physically, mentally, and emotionally. Yeah. For because I got my niece and she wants to be around me twenty four seven. So oh, I know if I'm really. if I'm good, she's good. Yeah. So and that's pretty much it. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So you guys are doing good, which is great. I'm so happy for both of you guys. And yeah, that place will definitely keep you down, but we won't <laughs> let it. We won't let it. We won't let it. Um, <laughs> so today I wanted to talk about some things. Um, so I wanted to first start off with um, Chadwick Boysman, like. That was, that hit me this morning. Like, I woke up at 6, because I went to sleep super, super early last night. Remember, I called, you called, mm -hmm. and I was like, I'm, I'm, I sound like an old man on the phone. He was like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm she's exhausted. Like, she's, like, she's like, hey, Ray. Yeah. Like, He's like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm exhausted. Like, I need to get home now. But I finally got home. I passed out. I woke up at six this morning to take Princess out. And really, for those of you guys who don't know who Princess is, she's my new puppy. Um, and I took her out, and I went on my phone, and I'm like, I see somebody post like the little, like the news, mm -hmm. like. 
you know, share like, you know how you on Facebook, you share yeah. the news little thing and it said Chadwick Boyzman passed. And I'm like, this is fake news. Like, automatically, I'm like, no, this is fake news. So I go and I Google it and I'm like bawling out in my bed this morning because I'm like, this, this can't be real. Like, how y'all feel about it? It was just like out of nowhere. Like, you know, they said that he died of cancer, but I didn't even know he yeah, had cancer. Like, he looked so... I think he was like in his 40s, but he looked like really like young and like healthy and fine. You yeah, know what I mean? Like yeah. it was just something that was like, wow, like it was like a bomb that was just dropped. Exactly. Like I didn't even like I don't know. Like that the, the whole entire time they said since 2016 he had yeah, it. He's been dealing with it since 2016. So that means Dang. he did the entire Black Panther film with, with it, with it mm. which is insane. Like I can't I can't. Yeah, because I was um, last night I was in Wingstop. <laughs> and I seen a picture posted. I'm like, oh, Wakanda forever. Okay, no problem. Yeah. So I go into my room. I'm like, uh-uh, something ain't right. Something don't feel right. So I started scrolling. And then when World Star posted, you know, everybody know about yeah. it. And it um, said, I was like, no, uh, somebody playing. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> they playing. That was but more fun. I was like, man, that's crazy. 43. Yeah. 43. Yeah, so young. And then they said, uh, it was a post that said, uh, you don't know what people are dealing with until mm. it's too late. Yeah. And they showed a picture of him um, before Black Panther, mm. during Black Panther, and after. And you could see the difference. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man. And you didn't even know. Man, that's, yeah, that got me you too. You didn't even know. You didn't even know. I, I, was, I was so sad this morning, though, because for me, excuse me, for me, um, all his movies, he in he portrayed a lot of black um, historic people. Yeah. So, and I'm a huge, you know, um, fan, like history fan. Mm-hmm. So I love history and I love reading about African-American history. And so when he would portray an African-American person, I used to get so excited because he would literally embody that person mm-hmm. and become that person. Yeah. And he always, you know, he portrayed characters so well. So the first movie I saw him in was 42. Um, and that was about Jackie Robinson. And I was like, I felt, because I, I already knew the story of Jackie Robinson mm-hmm. and everything. So when I seen it, I was like, dude, like any movie this guy's in, I have to see it. <laughs> so any movie his name was attached to, I watched. Yeah. So to see that, you know, it made me so sad, especially the fact that he died. So I feel like he had so much more to give to us. Right. So many more roles, you know, and it just sucks to see him. <sighs> see him go. Yeah, yeah, I cried. I cried like a big baby this morning about that. So R.I.P., man. Yeah, rest in power. Um, so on a funnier note, let's talk about um, you know, Cardi B and Meg the Stallion's song, you know. Ooh, so I really wanted to see y'all react because I was gonna talk <laughs> to you guys individually about this. <laughs> right? <laughs> I was gonna talk to y'all um individually about this. So, okay. <laughs> I I might have a bit of a controversial opinion, okay. but I'm just gonna be honest. So Go for it. I I'm not saying that this is like the case with everybody, but I feel like a majority of a lot of female rappers, they're very explicit in ways that they think like, oh, this is what's going to get attention, blah, blah, blah. Okay, yeah. And that's not really my thing. Like, I'm kind of a hypocrite because sometimes like, I'll listen to some rap music, which is very explicit coming from a guy. But I don't know. I feel like I'm more desensitized to that because it's something like that they've been doing forever. Yeah, right? Yeah. right. But now, you know, you see this wave of like a bunch of female rappers that are trying to do the same thing and finding like their place in the music world in that regard. I'm not saying that, you know, women haven't made music just yeah. in that specific. In that yeah, yeah, right. So... Um, I'm personally not a fan of that kind of music coming from them just because like, I don't know, like, I feel a lot like my parents now. Like, I, mean, <laughs> I can tell I'm getting old. Are you becoming because, your parents? <laughs> right. I'm getting old because now I'm thinking, dang, this new generation of music is, is going crazy. in this direction and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, so that's just me. And, you know, like my Uncle has a houseboat that he takes to Peanut Island every weekend. So um, whenever his daughter and like her friends come along, they're always playing that Cardi B song. I'm always like, you know, but that's just me. You know, I'm not the type of person that's like, oh, if other people are listening to it, then I'm not going to like kill the vibe or anything. I'll just like I'll keep it to myself. But yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. That's just me. Okay, how about you, Richard? That's mm -mm. y'all seen the video. (laughs) I didn't want to. I, well, the memes. I seen the memes. The memes. Like, when they was open the doors, everybody was dancing to it. But I remember we was at the basketball court. This was like right after I got off work. And uh, 
the dude had a speaker on. He said, I want y'all to forgive me because I'm, I'm, playing, I'm playing random. I said, oh, you might need to put something on a playlist. He said, no, 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 random's fine. So, <laughs> so, so the song started, everybody on the court stopped. The ball just... Doom, doom, doom. And we looked back slowly, and he was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so he cut it off immediately. But I just... I, mm. Oh my god! I don't know. It's just I don't like it. There's <laughs> honestly, like, it. like I said, like there's a ton of rappers who go into super explicit detail about exactly. like things like that. Yeah, yeah, and it's not like a new thing. Like people have been doing mm-hmm. it forever, but yeah. they really take it to like a whole other level. Another level, song. yeah, like, yeah. Wow. So when I first watched it, I watched the video because it was like all over. Mm. So I'm like, what is this? Let me just, what is WAP? What is that? Because then it's good, oh yeah, WAP, the best music video. So let me go look at this music video. I was like, oh, <laughs> the person that got me was the fountain. Mm-mm. Did you see the fountain like with the boobs and the water coming out? I actually, I, <laughs> I didn't watch the music video. You didn't watch it? No, I didn't. Okay, you it. gotta watch it. I seen it. You seen it? The one thing that got me was when she said, you gotta touch the back thing. Dang, yeah. I was like, Bruh. wait, wait a minute. <laughs> Your uvula? There were so many. There were so many like <laughs> metaphors being used. I heard I cut it off. I was like, yeah, this is and then she's like, creative. and then she's like, park this, park that big semi in this little yeah, garage. This and little I was garage. like, wow, like, <laughs> yeah, no, the song went to different heights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it went to different heights. Um, I don't oh, know how man. I feel about it. Um, but just, in all honesty, they had to do something that's out of the normal to yeah. get themselves out there. Right. Yeah. And yeah. now that they did that, they're out there now. Yeah. And but now they have to top it. <laughs> oh, you right. <laughs> Look. They have to top it now. They have to because you can't just put something out like that and you not can't. top it. You, you have to top it. That's you how can't. you become a one hit wonder and then you become irrelevant. So, of yeah. course, they have yeah. to top it. Yeah, they have to like top it. Like that one it. guy that did uh, somebody that. I used to know. Oh yeah, he you just, never heard of him. Oh yeah, that map. was it. That's it. That was that it. was it. He was good for the rest of his life. Yeah, <laughs> you just need you just honestly, need you just song. need one good song, and you could easily retire and be fine for the rest yeah, of your life. Definitely. I'm gonna work on one. Huh? I'm gonna work on one. You say you gonna work on one? Five years, I got. <laughs> <laughs> just drop one good bop, and that's, that's it. That's it. Straight. That's, that's all you it. need. You're straight. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Uh, nah, that song. I don't know. The beat went hard though. I was just like, all right, yeah, uh, but good. then you know the beat was good, beat was but good, the but, the words was just okay. It took me there. Okay, so yes, what was it the next top? Okay, we'll talk about it later. But those are like the current events, and I kind of wanted to talk about those two things because I really <laughs> wanted to hear, especially the last one. I wanted to hear you guys' opinion. So I did post a. On Facebook, I posted a question. Let me pull it up. I posted a question um, asking, can your past define you? And a few people responded. And I feel like <laughs> some of them were a little, like, uh, like not mad, but they weren't um, too glad. Like, I was, like, poking at their past. And I wasn't. I was literally just asking <laughs> a simple question. Can your past define you? A lot of people was just kind of snappy. So, uh, but, Yeah. I posted this yes though two days ago. Um, yeah, that's it's been a week. Um, can your past <laughs> define you? Um, answer in the comments. And um, I had a friend say, let's see, Gennaro said, My past is not my present nor future, so it's a no for me. Um, Brad says, define no. Um, help shape who you are, yes. A ball of clay is just a ball of clay until it's shaped. Who defines what that shape is is an entirely different topic. Jalen says, no, but it helps you for the future. Bobby says, my past doesn't define me because I no longer live there. Okay. Hmm. Dominique says, no, it cannot define me. Life changes. I've matured as an adult and have moved past any mistakes or decisions I have made, but it definitely helped mold me. Um, And I had some other uh, responses as well. So what do you guys think? Can your past define you? So the question, when it came up, I was on the phone in the middle of a phone call and I answered it mentally and automatically it just put me in a place where I was in my past, Mm -hmm. where I had to, I was forced to think, does it define you? Mm -hmm. And most of the people that answered that will change that word define and to refine, which is what it does. Your past is not there to keep you back. It's something to keep pushing you forward because now you'll know what's what's similar 
and what it'll look like. Right. But no, just like sin, I feel like no, your past can't define you. It can't define you. Okay, cool. How about you? So I'm I'm really guilty of this, but I know a lot of people when you know they you ask that question to them, they're like no, like they just want to like toss it aside and they think like, okay, no, like usually, and again, I put myself there just because like usually people have like some kind of baggage that they don't mm. want that to hold them back. Exactly. But now, like literally I just thought of this right now. Now I think also, I don't think your past defines you, but I definitely think like your experiences in your life will help you become the person you are today and like the people who have been in your past right. before. Like best example I can give Um you know, in high school, every I feel like everybody has kind of a rough time in high school. I had a yeah. pretty rough time. Yeah. But at the same time in high school, I had the best teachers in my life. And they were the ones that were always like pushing me to be a better version of myself and just do the things that I want to do. Right. And they kept me going. And honestly, like I didn't have a whole ton of friends in high school, but I was always with like my teachers. So that is a part of my past that I feel like if you're the kind of person that's just like, no, like. I don't care about it, blah, 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 then you would have to like forget about the good parts and like right. the good things that you've taken out of your situations in the past. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nice. That nice. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Um, I feel like it's a, like you said, like um, refining and defining. I feel like our past is a part of our story. Like we can't get rid of it. It is in our chapter book of life. And I, like, if you guys see when I post about birthdays, I'm gonna like, go oh, chapter 26 or chapter mm -hmm. whatever, because I feel like we're, we are li literally writing a book in our lives in our past. Unfortunately, the bad parts of it all the nasty parts we don't remember, they're there. You know, it's a book of book and we have to, you know, all the pages are creating our story. Um, we can't just take rip out pages out of our story and say that doesn't exist. It does define us. I feel like it does. I feel like every every bad thing and good thing that's happened to, to us in our past has made us who we are. Um, so, yes, to refine and define us. I do agree with that. Um, I know for myself. You know, there's some things that happen in my life where I'm like, oh, I wish that never happened or like I could block that out <laughs> and never go back there again, yeah. you know, or never relive that moment again. But it's there. And I, I'm like, you know what, Lord, thank you so much that I went through that, because if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't have been able to grow from it. Right. Um, so I know that some things that, you know, especially with and I tell I, I barely tell the story. I need to tell it more about how I was suicidal when I was younger. And there was a lot of moments where I hated myself and I felt like everybody hated me and I felt like nobody wanted me around. And when I I think I told you this story, when I finally came out and told my family, their reaction showed me that I was wrong the entire time. And I was like, oh, wow. Like I let Things other kids and people said to me affect my life so much to the point to where I wanted to end it. And I'm grateful I went through that because now I'm able to help people who are going through it, you know, and I can identify suicide in somebody. I could just look at somebody and be like, oh, you're, you're thinking about ending it. Like, mm. don't do it. Like, life is so much worth it. It gets better from here, you know. So definitely I'm glad I went through that. It's something I don't want to relive ever again, but it did define the person that I am now. Right. And honestly, yeah. like, me personally, I love a good redemption story mm -hmm. with like anybody. Like, I don't know if you guys have been watching Avatar, but I <laughs> love so that good. show. Love so that show. anyways, for the people. <laughs> the many references you have. <laughs> for the people who are and aren't Avatar fans, you know, like Prince Zuko in book one, he's like the Spanish prince. And the only way he can get his honor back, is, and he's always like, my honor this, my honor that. Yeah. The only way he thinks he can get his honor back is by capturing the avatar and winning the war for the Fire Nation or whatever. Right, right, right. But, and like, you see him in book one and he's like the worst character ever. Everybody hates him. He's just like a, uh, like angsty teen embodied, right? I think he hated himself. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So then, but, my he ends up becoming my favorite character well not like my favorite character but one of my favorite characters because you can see his growth and his change and everything he has to do to overcome like that side of his and then in the end spoiler but this show is like 10 years old so if you haven't seen it what are you doing <laughs> like it's, it's, on Netflix. it's, it's on your netflix it's like on netflix free on that well if you have to pay monthly but still somebody password yeah, it's on. right there come on come on <laughs> but yeah so in the end Zuko realizes what he's doing is wrong and he his honor isn't defined by what his family wants him to do it's defined about what he wants to do and right. he restores his own honor and he ends up helping the avatar in the war for the good guys which is like something that's like you know that's like one of my favorite redemption stories ever yeah. so I love that so much and I like when you're going through it and you're like oh why is this happening to me yeah. or what is this serving like 
you know, you can't, what's it called? You can't ride a bike if you don't fall down a few a times, times or, yeah. you know, you gotta, if you fall down, you just gotta get back up. And I, I love that so much. Like that's encouraging to me. Yeah. that's And, dope. and like, if you elaborate more, <clears throat> excuse me, <laughs> <laughs> if you elaborate more with, let's talk about the avatar thing. Like it's so much stuff. That I you love can talking find. about avatar. It's so much stuff <laughs> that you can find in like cartoons and stuff like that. But most people think that it's silly because it's cartoons. But right. if you want to look deeper into it, you start off. Let's look at Aang, the the main character of the story. He starts off as this person that didn't know anything, but he knew everything. He just needed it to be unlocked. Mm -hmm. And that's how we are going through life, trying to unlock our hidden potential that we have all this time. But at the very end, when he goes against the 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 fire the fire lord the fire lord, he looks so big and scary, but. He forgot that he's been training for this his whole his life. His entire mm -hmm. life, yeah. And these problems that we have and we go against aren't as big as they seem because we know mm -hmm. this stuff already. Yeah. This kid's like 12 and he 12. beats up a guy who's like 45. <laughs> <laughs> that mastered one element. One. Yeah. Two. Just I'm sorry. One. Two. Because he had lightning. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Two elements. Yeah. And he so knew he all just, of them. It yeah. Was, yeah. So and then powerful. he just, man, he... Uh, God, it's so powerful. <laughs> yeah, it is. It so is. Powerful. It's powerful. Yeah, but like, I feel like a lot of people, like like I said, so you you heard some of the responses and you kind of felt the vibe. Yeah. Like, I'm excited. No, stop worrying about how you're portraying yourself. And I feel like that's, that's a big thing about, like, especially nowadays with social media, everybody's worrying about how they look and where they're going in life and everything like that Guilty. and how people see them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we can't live like that. Like, we're, before social media, I think everybody was living a little bit more free and everything wasn't so oh my God, like everybody's watching me right now, especially mm -hmm. like with, you know, the likes and the comments and everybody mm -hmm. just kind of having an opinion. Everybody has an opinion, mm -hmm. but it doesn't matter, you know? Um, so I'm going to go back to Chadwick for a second. And so for him, he was looking sick. There was a moment where he posted a picture and he was like super skinny and people were actually reposting it as memes. Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh, he's like, oh, look at um, Chadwick, like, Quarantine, post quarantine and mm -hmm. making jokes and stuff, but he was bad. Like no one knew he was battling cancer yeah. and stuff like that. The funny thing is, throughout his entire career, he was getting those kind of like mean comments and people were making fun of him and stuff. And but he never let it stop. He didn't even let cancer stop him. Yeah. Like he kept working and he kept going. And um, I think that like it's it inspired me so much this morning when I realized I was like, yo, for somebody to be sick that sick and to keep going no matter what, like no matter what anyone was saying. That was like, that hit me. That hit me hard. I was like, okay, I got to keep going because if I allow what people are saying or how people see me or view me, um, then I'm not going to move forward. But, you know, with with the comments that we that I got back, um, I was I was laughing because I'm like, you know, what what are you afraid of? Like, just talk. Like, it's cool. Like, yes, your past may not define you, but like, why are you scared to even face it to say yeah. a, mm -hmm. a normal comment? You know what I'm saying? Like, what is it that you're holding back? Right. Um, so I want to ask, are there things from your past that you were afraid to face? Oof. <laughs> That's pretty heavy. Yeah. Um, you don't got to go into detail, but like. Let me think. <laughs> I just, I got to think. Ooh. You said scared to face? Yeah. Like if you had to hold a mirror to it. Um, a monster. Okay, so. Without going into too many details, um, a big thing that I was kind of scared to face was like my family because I've always had like a complicated relationship with my family. Mm -hmm. And earlier this year, my parents moved back to South Florida. So I'm out here like by myself. I don't have any family up here or anything like that. Right. And then, you know, like I always felt really alone. Like I couldn't count on anybody, especially like not my family. But then one day I remember specifically like I posted a picture on Facebook. It was like me looking really good with like a suit on or whatever. And then I said, oh, I seem like I'm okay, but I'm really bored or whatever. It was like middle of quarantine, right? Yeah. So then my aunt's like, why are you bored? Like, go do something. And then like... <laughs> <It's> <laughs> a pandemic out here. I was just like, like yeah. People are so anyways, like she called me and like I told her like about things that I was like struggling with or whatever. And then she's like, hey, like, you know, come down to West Palm. Like, you know, you owe me a visit. I You haven't visited me or whatever. And then just that alone... Like, I always saw my aunt specifically, and God, I hope she doesn't hear this, but <laughs> <laughs> I always saw her growing up to be like, she wasn't like mean, but she was always like really stern and strict, especially with right. like her kids and my cousins and everything. 
And I never saw like the side of her that I see now that like I'm older, that she's like a really loving and caring and compassionate person. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like she's definitely helped me a lot with like my confidence and like self-love and everything like that. And even like family that I've had like beef with <laughs> when I was a little kid, all the way, like I kind of held on to kind of not really a grudge, but kind of like that idea of them. Yeah, I know like one of my cousins, me and him were literally like a cat and a dog. Like you could not leave us together. Like it was really, really <laughs> bad. So the other day, you know, like I recently went through a breakup and then I was like, hey, like, you know, you want to go. My aunt actually suggested that I invited him out to eat and like talk to him or whatever. So I was like, hey, like, you know, you want to go out to eat like I'm inviting you or whatever. And we sat down and we had a conversation and it was really, really good. Like we bonded and like we were talking about like our lives in a way that we never talked about it before. And I was just wow. like, wow, this is so surprising to me. And especially like him, like, you know, just quick overview, like. He was older than me and I was like the youngest out of all my cousins, like all the guy cousins. I was oh, the youngest one. So he would just bully me all the time. And I never wanted to be around him. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, my mom had to work or whatever. And sometimes my she would leave me with my aunt until yeah. she got out or whatever. So it was it was really bad. So I always had this idea of him like, oh, no, he's just a big jerk or whatever. But, you know, then I got to see that side of him. And now, like, we're all really tight now, which yeah. I'm really thankful for, even though I was, like, really scared to, like, let my family back into my life in that regard. Now it's like, wow, like, now I can't picture my life without you guys. You know? Oh, that's so sweet. I like that. that yeah. Go yeah. ahead, Richard. Um, <laughs> He's like, don't, don't. <laughs> There's no one else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So am I am I scared of facing anything from my past? That was the question, right? Are there things from your past you're afraid to face? So, uh, I guess I could say myself. Or faced, I guess. I guess I can say myself because myself has been such a big enemy for me. Simply, like, like, like Ray said, going through school and stuff, that's the worst time because you don't have nobody. And everybody that you think is your friend isn't your friend. Right. So, you'll find yourself at a point where you... You have to prove yourself to be somebody. And that's all I was doing. So I became, people who know me know I love playing basketball. Mm -hmm. So I did my hardest to try to be better than everybody else so that they can see me as Richard, the one that's good at basketball instead of just this person. You know, so, and then I carried over to when I grew up because now I was like, okay, well, I didn't get what I wanted in basketball. Maybe it wasn't for me, but maybe it's still, it's still a chance. Right. Ended up getting hurt, wasn't able to play. So, Continue to finding something to pursue, but not looking yeah. at myself okay. in the mirror, but looking at what everybody else sees in me. Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, I still haven't come to the point that I'm able to look myself in the mirror and be satisfied with who I am. Right. But I'm still searching for that person, but not through everyone else's eyes, mm -hmm. but nice. through mine's. Yeah. And I feel like when I see him, I'll be able to face him. But this person that's keep following me isn't him. It's just voices that people have said yeah. and whispered to me that created an image of who I think I am. Oh. So, so yeah, I think I am my biggest fear of my past. Okay. So. Okay. So it's like overcoming just all the other like fate, like all the other eyes on you. Pretty yeah. much. Like, what is he doing now? What is yeah. he going to do next? The, yeah, yeah. Just the eyes and the the voices that creates an image. Of yeah. this person, I think I am. Right. So, yeah. You know, I read somewhere that um, everybody that you meet has a different version of you, right? So, every person you encounter has a different version of who you are. So, like, I could have, like, like this, for example, my house is full of people. I have, like, four. <laughs> Y'all hear me when I call me. Y'all hear me. <laughs> my house is full of people. So, everybody in that house has a different version of Farah. In their, in their eyes. So not everybody sees me the same way. Mm -hmm. Granted, they may have, you know, same views, like same um, ideas of me, but they don't see me the same. So, you know, I think one way to overcome, because I'm still overcoming that, to be honest, too, is like, oh, my God, how is my brother looking at me right now? How is my mom seeing me mm -hmm. and stuff? Am I doing things as, um, in accordance to, you know, how what will make them proud of me? Um, but I think the biggest overcomer of that is our relationship with God, honestly. Yes. And I always go back to this because <clears throat> without my relationship with God, I know that I wouldn't have been, been have, 
I wouldn't have been able to even be sitting here with you guys right now mm-hmm. to have yeah. this conversation because I'm such an introverted person. I like to be to myself. Y'all see me at work. I'm like this. <laughs> I don't no talk to lie. people. Okay? <laughs> right? So I don't talk to nobody. And, but it's it's something that God, I feel like he's put into me to be more bold. But it came from the relationship that we have. Mm-hmm. I had to become more bold with him and me first. Mm-hmm. Me having a conversation with him, me even opening up to him freely was a a scary thing for me because there were times where I would be just sitting and thinking to myself and lost in my thoughts and, and I hear a voice say talk to me and I'm like okay <laughs> well Lord this is what's going on okay yeah. and I just start talking and it became easier and easier and I feel like the more I was able to do that with him mm-hmm. have my special time with him and talk to him and just pour out things that I was really holding inside myself the more I was able to become more transparent about my circumstances with others mm-hmm. and um, see myself and be like, all right, fair, you went through that. That's okay. You, you had an attitude with somebody. It hurt them. It hurt you to hurt them, mm-hmm. but that's okay. We're going to keep it moving. You know, we'll apologize and keep it moving. Even last diet rate, I feel so bad. You have no idea. Right. So Ray called me and I like, <laughs> are you okay? I was like, I'm exhausted. I feel bad. I felt bad though, because of how I responded when he called, I was like, hello. Yeah. And then, like, I realized, oh, I said that kind of rough, right? And I felt so bad the whole ride home. I didn't, I, for the record, I didn't take it bad. Like, I wasn't offended. Yeah. I was just genuinely concerned. Like, wait, is this, like, a bad time? Like, are you like, okay? I know. That's the thing, because I know how you, like, I know you, you genuinely were worried about me. Mm. But I felt bad, because I was like, oh, my God, like, I shouldn't have responded that way. <laughs> but the Lord had to tell me, like, it's okay. You know, don't be upset, you know. Don't be mad at yourself. Don't beat yourself up for all the yeah. little things and stuff like that. So don't do that. You know, you. I feel like you're doing good. Honestly, I've seen you grow and I feel like you're doing really, really amazing. Okay, so keep it up. So. So that actually reminds me what you said about like people having different versions of you. That reminds me of something I did recently. And I don't know if you remember this or not, but I was looking for a new Instagram bio. And then I was like, hmm, like. I want to say something that describes me, but is also kind of vague at the same time, you know? Mm -hmm. So I asked different people like, okay, if you had to describe me in one sentence, what would it be? And it was so crazy. Like (laughs) some people were just like, oh, like, you know, this guy is super musically talented, which like, I don't think that, but you know, who am I to (laughs) say anything about that? But um, then other people were like, oh, you know, that guy that has two ferrets or whatever, just like a whole bunch of different things. Yeah. (laughs) White one. I have one that's like a light brown color. His name is Snickerdoodle. And then I have one that's like. He's like dark brown and his name's Charlie, but he's like the size of my leg. Like, oh, I love that. Yeah, he is too. He's so cute. I love you, oh, Charlie man. and Snickerdoodle. But anyways. <laughs> but, um, you know, I got all these different responses and I didn't get one that I liked until actually that same aunt I was telling you about. Like I asked her, like, if you had to describe me one sentence, like, you know, I'm thinking about making an Instagram by like, if you had to describe me, what would it be? And then she said the thing that's currently on my bio. If you want to know who Ray is, you got to experience him for yourself. And I was like, bam, that's, that's perfect. I love it. <laughs> that's, about to change my fire. right now. <laughs> <laughs> got to experience the so things. Exactly. if you're yeah. curious, which like, I'm not saying like, oh, worry about what other people think of you. But if you're curious, I feel like that's like a really good thing to ask people like, hey, like, what, how would you describe me? You know? Right. Right. And I always get different responses. I always get different responses from different people. And I think it's because of the, based off the relationship that we had. Mm-hmm. So if I was to ask you, Ray, what do you think of me? And I would ask you, I feel like it'll be the same just because our friendship, our friendships are like the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I went to go ask like my cousin, what does she think of me? She's like, girl, you annoying. Get out of my face. <laughs> like, I don't know what you asking me that question. That stupid behind question. But like, she'll brush me off. But I know she loves me. You know? Right. So, um, but yeah, definitely don't allow the things that people their the way they look at you or the way and I'm speaking to myself, the way they look at you and the way that they, you know, um portray you and say to you about you affect you, if that makes any sense. So don't yeah. let it affect yourself. Um that's how I got to where I was when I was like nine and twelve and trying to, you know, kill myself and stuff like that. It was because I allowed what little things people would say to me become such big, mm. loud voices in my head. And I thought, okay, everybody feels this way. This one person said it, but everybody must feel the same way because mm-hmm. nobody's not saying anything else. I only hear that. 
you know, so this must be how everybody sees me. This must be how everybody views me. I think I, I, I've shared it so many times. Like I hated my own smile. At one point I used to smile like this. Like I used to cover my mouth when I smiled and laughed. But now you see, like I just laugh and I smile. It took a very yeah. long time for me to get comfortable with that because people used to say, oh my God, like your teeth. Like, oh, cover your mouth. Like, yeah, I used to get cracked on because my teeth were bigger. Like when I was younger, they were bigger. So people would like make fun of them. Oh, so Tom, now at least I got teeth. <laughs> <laughs> but like I used Jeez. to be very self-conscious and yeah. it took me till I was like, I want to say like around 16. Yeah, 16 years old to be comfortable with like my smile and my laugh. But my laugh, nah. My laugh probably around. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> my laugh probably around like eighteen. Yeah, it took me. It took me a while because it was a, it's insecurity thing for me. Yeah. And then one day someone told me like it was like my senior year and they were doing like the senior yearbook pictures mm-hmm. and everything and they were doing like the polls like best smile mm-hmm. best hair. Someone was like, oh my god, fair, you should go for best smile. And I was like, really? Like you see me smile? Like <laughs> like I love your smile. You have such a big, beautiful. You show all your teeth. And I was like. Okay, cool. And I almost won. Like, I, I think it was like two or three votes off. And I wow. almost won. And yeah. that boosted my confidence for my smile, like, way, way high. So then I felt more confident smiling yeah. and laughing and stuff. But, you know, don't allow the things that people say or do to you to affect who mm-hmm. you are in your life. Um, how has God, my second question, how has God caused you to see yourself? Ooh. How do you feel like God is showing you yourself? I feel like recently, um, and let me see how I want to phrase this. Recently, you know, I've been spending a lot of time with my family and my family's friends or whatever. And for a long time, like, I went through a phase where I would always talk to people, but like, I would always want to hear what they had to say and like get to know them, but I wouldn't ever like talk about myself, right? Right. So, like, for example, like at church, like, you know, I. I'm getting really close with my youth group at church, which is really good. But the first like month I was there, I was just kind of like, oh, like, you know, what's your name or whatever? Like, oh, where do you go? Blah, blah, blah. And then like, you know, it, it'd be like a half conversation because I would just stop it there. Like I would never say anything about myself. Like I just didn't want anybody to, you know, get to know yeah. me like that. Yeah. But then like recently, you know, being in South Florida, which is a place like I grew up in, but I'm not like it doesn't feel like home anymore. Like mm-hmm. I've been away from it for so long <laughs> I know that, that it's just kind of like to me, it's like a different place. Right. Yeah. It's like a place where nobody really knows me or whatever. Yeah. So I just kind of let loose a little bit. And I'm just like, you know, talking more about like myself and like the things that I like to talk about with other people. And then I've been getting told this lately a lot that I'm like a very charismatic person. Mm. And that's something that like before, like I could see why, but I never really saw myself that way. But now I feel like God is letting me see that in myself and he's helping me project that out more and be able to be like, you know, I feel like when we first met, like I was like super outgoing and I was just kind of like, Hey world. Like, (laughs) and then, you know, and then, you know, you go through a few rough years and then I was just kind of like really quiet and timid (laughs) to myself. But now I feel like I'm starting to be myself again in that regard where I'm just like, I'm not like, yo, what's up? Like that, but I'm just like, you know, I'm just, I'm happy to talk to people. Now, you know? Awesome. Awesome. How about you, Richard? I, I honestly don't know. It's just, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I really don't. It's cause I know, like, I thought, I always thought that your purpose is what you're going to do for the rest of your life. I right. just found out that your purpose can change. Yes. And yes. I have my niece, I have uh, other people that look to look for me for like encouragement and stuff and inspiration. And I feel like, you know, I'm, I guess I can say I'm in, I'm there to just encourage them to keep going and yeah, stuff. But right. truly how God sees, I have no idea, but I want to know. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. Because if, if I can see what he sees, yeah. I don't care what no one else says. Right. I right. wouldn't care. Yeah. And they'd be like, oh, Richard, you didn't do this right. Well, I don't care. God see it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so, yeah, I don't care what you say. So I, I want to see it, though. And I think that's the big part of me on this search yeah. of who I am. Right. Because once I know, that's it. Yeah. You're on. You're gone. That's it. (laughs) That's it. I'm gone. That's it. (laughs) And when I find it, I'm posting it. That's it. (laughs) And everybody gonna know. (laughs) I think um, I could say through, for me, through ministry, like God helped me see myself because um, before I started helping out in my old church, 
I did not. I, I think I was kind of, it was, I'm not going to say blind faith. And it was blind faith. I kind of was just living life like God is literally in control and I'm doing it. Yeah. Whatever. I don't care wherever he tells me to go, I'm going. Uh, when I started to lead at a church with people under me, that's when I realized, like, okay, all right, God. I got some problems. I got some anger issues. I got some impatience. I got this, this, that. And I was like, okay, I need to deal with this because I can't, first of all, I can't get into a relationship with this and I can't have healthy family friendships, friendships and relationships with this problem that I had, especially I realized I was like a really micromanager. Like I'm a mm. micromanager. So I was like, I can't do that. Yeah. I got to let my people do what they do and just be happy. But everybody, you know, I never... <clears throat> I never knew I had those problems um, until I started leading. And um, like, for example, I was like the usher leader for like two years at my church. And I didn't realize <laughs> until one day I was um, I was doing something else. So I wasn't leading the usher department. I was leading a different part of the church. Mm-hmm. And the usher team was like, <laughs> they were looking for me. And I'm like, what's up? What's up? I'm, I'm doing this today. Y'all know I'm not leading y'all today. They're like, but it don't, it don't feel right without having you here. It don't feel right. And I'm like, well, you guys need to, you know, do it without me. And I realized, mm-hmm. oh my god, I'm like suffocating. I'm like a mom, and I'm like, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I can't be like you guys. Know, you know this. You know, I'm like a mom. I can't do that. I can't keep babying them. They have yeah. to go out their own. And that was also, I felt like a toxic trait for myself because I do a lot and I don't really give people the space to kind of move out mm. or do their own thing so i realized that was like an unhealthy thing for me so yeah definitely leading in the church i feel like god was like here's there's the mirror there's this ministry here's the mirror and this is you mm-hmm. and you can't do this like you cannot continue in ministry like this you cannot continue relationships like this you have to change these things um yeah this can go a whole lot deeper but we don't have that much time <laughs> but there's there's so much more um oh and speaking of relationships so in relationships how are you able to cope with your past or are you able to cope with your past? Ooh, you want to go first? Yeah, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Bruce, like I had it this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so, like most of the time, like it's always I have to fill out who the person is. Mm-hmm. I have to, and once I figure out who you are and what's your place in my life, then I'm able to determine what can I do to better you. Because that's all I'm here for. I right, want to right. better this person. But most of the time, they'll take it as if I'm. Suffocating them, but it's hard to get suffocated with something that you have the answers to. And most of the time, with every relationship, they had all the answers to it. Mm-hmm. They just look for me to do it for them. Right. And we talked about this. Yeah. And when I sat there and looked back at all of them, it was like, okay, I did this, I did that. There was nothing more for me to do. It wasn't my part, right. it was theirs. Right. So when I get to um, different relationships where I can identify that, okay, I can do my part. Can you do yours? Mm -hmm. And um, not only can you do your part, but are you willing to do it alone? Right. Knowing that I'm going to still be here to support you, but you have to take that walk by yourself. Exactly. Then everything just got so much easier and and people start recognizing that, like, you really do care for me because you're you're telling me how you feel. Mm -hmm. You're telling me what's good for me. Not because you want something out of it, but because you care for me. Right. And then I'm able to do it and know that you're there to support me. So right. it it played a big part. Yeah. It was a lot of pain, but it played a big part. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Great. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm still there. <laughs> uh, anyways, so, so, you know, everybody has a past. Everybody has been in relationships that they either thought was great or not great or whatever. But I think that's irrelevant. So... When thinking about your past in a new relationship, I don't think, you know, your past defines your present relationship. I don't think that should be the case, but I think it's up to the person that you're with to decide like, okay, is this going to be a problem? Because like, you know, like I've been in a a few relationships where the girl that I'm with isn't over feelings for their ex. Right. And that always hurt me a lot because I'm sitting here thinking like, wow, like I care about you so much, but you don't care about me. (laughs) Why? (laughs) I have so much love. (laughs) But anyways, so then I realized like at first, like I kind of blame myself for it and I'm like, wow, like maybe I'm not good enough or whatever. But now I see that it's their choice if they want to still let that baggage mm. define them and, you know, hold them down in that regard. Because honestly, like, you know, like I said, I've been in relationships and that I'm not proud of 
and that I've done a lot of bad things, but I don't want that to be the thing that defines me for the rest of my life. So while I recognize like things that I did weren't good and I've hurt people before, I don't do that purposefully and I don't want that to be like the standard that I keep up. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. Okay. I have a follow-up question. So would you guys be, um, so if you're the partner, your, your partner, your future partner, whoever you're with, if they ask, okay, um, like about your past, would you be honest with them? Especially if you see yourself going into like marriage with these, this person, would you be honest about your full past with them or would you hold some things? So, <laughs> so here's, like, I think, my own, like, I think this is like, <laughs> it's, just fake. it's just done. <laughs> I think this is like a case by case thing because like, it depends, I think, also the stage of your life, because I remember when I was in high school and I really liked a girl like she we would talk about like our exes or whatever. And she would tell me like things that she did with her ex, like like date wise or whatever. And that always made me feel some type of way, like really, really bad. But it's just because like I wasn't mature enough to be able to think like <laughs> took me to city place, like <laughs> cheesecake factory, <laughs> mommy, everything. <laughs> <laughs> now, like, OK, I think there is a line that you can draw that depends like the person that you're with or whatever. But like, you know, let's say for example, like you date a person and they've had sex with another person in their past or whatever, like blah, blah, blah. You know, you don't like, it's okay. I think it'd be okay if they told you like, okay, like, you know, I've done it with this person or that person, whatever, but I don't think they have to tell you everything that happened (laughs) word per word. Right. So it's like, you know, that's just like my discretion, but it just depends like how comfortable you Mm. feel about that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Richard? You over there at nine? (laughs) (laughs) So, all right. So I'm very... My past is based off of basketball. I'm competitive. <laughs> so, and that that's my downfall. And I understand that. So, <laughs> when we do talk about things like that, and um, you hear that 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 BC word, that body count word, body and, you count. Know, and, and you're trying your best to uh, anticipate, oh, it might not be that high. Let's, let's start with this four. <laughs> and they say 10, you be like, oh, mm. <laughs> Eighteen, <laughs> but you got to say it like eighteen. Okay, okay. Yeah. Like, I ain't yeah. nothing. And you can't. No, you can't be surprised. You can't. You can't like. You can't just. You can't be surprised either. You just gotta be like, oh, cool. Like, yeah, whatever. No, it's chill. Because then if you're like, if you're like, oh my god, then the person's like, well, dang, I can't be honest with you. Then. Yeah, like, like yo. And then they use words like. Oh, it's only 35. It's only. <laughs> like, exactly, um, it's only. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. But like Ray said, you got to play a couple. Like, oh, okay. Only 35. Okay. Wait, I got to eat dinner. I'm going to call you back. <laughs> then you got to process that. <laughs> like, man, 35. Oh, my God. Only. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Is that she holding back? She telling me everything. Like, yeah, what's going right, on? Right. But that's, that's. It, you you form you form a, a a comfortable relationship where you're able to talk about that, but you do test your well. I'm I test myself all the time because I overthink so much stuff, and it's good to test and see where my mind is at. And I do ask details most of the time, and they give me details. I'd be like, okay, I took that with a grain of salt. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> but then when you hear something that you don't want to hear, you be like, oh, uh, then it's yeah. like you get that pit in your stomach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember I used to try to do that, but I ain't like it though, you know. But, but it's it, it, you just gotta get once you get that form of comfortability, then you're good. But if you're not there yet, don't ask questions don't that's gonna hurt yourself. Uh-huh. Like, don't ask those questions. Like, don't compete with other people if you're not ready for your yeah. heart to be broken. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, that is hilarious. That's funny, oh, nah. Cause man. I don't. Oh man, I don't know how I'm gonna prepare myself for that question, child. Cause I know I'm gonna ask that question. I'm, I'm gonna ask, and I'd have to prepare my mind for that. I asked every that one body of count them. question. I asked everyone. Oh my god, you everyone. asked every single one. Everyone. Oh my. And then in the process, when I was like about to lose my virginity to her, and she, yeah, and she told me that number. I was like, oh man, <laughs> I'm number eleven. <laughs> I don't think I want to go through this. <laughs> There's too much stress on a, a young man. I'm not ready for this. I was like, yeah. I, oh, my God. I told God. her I was going to call her back. <laughs> I told her. 
Oh my god, that's hilarious! I didn't lie. I did call her back a month later. <laughs> it, took, it took me a while to regroup. But hey, he called her yeah, back. He called, her back. back. he called her back. back. Gentleman, that was good. He's a gentleman. He hit that. He called her back. He's he a gentleman for sure. All right. So, oh man, that was a very fun conversation. I definitely enjoyed myself. I hope. Um, that you guys had fun listening to this because this was fun. Um, thank you so much, Ray. Thank you so much, Richard. You guys are the bomb. Um, and like I said, you guys are like my real friends. And I love y'all. They're like, yes, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I love you guys because you guys keep me grounded. And I hope I do the same for y'all. Always. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and read a verse really quickly. So Isaiah 43, um, verse 18 and 19, which says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do not perceive. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. So don't let your past define you. Um, but don't forget that it does define you. Right. Don't forget that it refines you and that it builds you up. Don't be ashamed of your past because it tells your story and it is a part of your story. And you can help others using those bad and scary stories. Um, so don't quit. Um R.P. Chadwick Boiseman, and I would like to close out with one of his quotes because uh, so sad, so sad. Hold on, one second. All right, one of his quotes that says, "Going to pull it up." The struggles along the way are only meant to shape you for your purpose. And I think that's the best way for us to end today. Yeah? You guys had a good time? Yeah. Yeah. This is fun. This was fun. <laughs> I feel like we fun. could do this like more often. Right? Yeah. This is really good. I'm happy. I see how Ricky Smiley feel. <laughs> yeah. I'm the one to show. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> you have a blast. Definitely. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we done. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Butterfly Diaries. If you like what you heard, don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe. Follow me on Instagram at Clean Movement for more updates. And remember, butterflies, always fly high. <laughs>